I want you to imagine something. This week's parasha, we read about how Joseph and his brothers get into a very big misunderstanding and they end up attempting to kill him and then as a second option, they send him into slavery, which separates him from his dad for 22 years. And playing what-ifs on history is always a futile exercise because history doesn't have what-ifs. But nevertheless, there's a lesson to be learned to what-if. Where did things go wrong? I'm not talking from a Kabbalistic perspective. There's many, many layers to the story. But in a simple reading of the story, what went wrong? There's Joseph. One of the youngest of the family. He's actually second to the youngest. The only other younger one is his full brother, Benjamin. He's the son of the favorite wife, Rachel. Rachel. He has a place in his father's heart, first of all, based on who his mother was and based on who he is. His father makes him a special garment. And by the way, the commentaries say from here, you learn never to show favoritism to one child over another because it doesn't end well. Now, Yosef loses his mother as a young age, very young age. Truth is, his siblings also lose their mother, not as such a young age, but quite a relatively young age. Leah died not in her 30s, she died in her 40s. And her six children are then orphaned from her. And naturally, there's a tension between those six and... Joseph, and then the other four sons are sons of maidservants, and they're teased by the older siblings, the children of Leah, and they kind of just fall in line with the kids of Leah. They're kind of intimidated by those six. And Joseph starts having dreams, and he starts sharing his dreams of grandeur and power. I'm going to be a king one day. This Everything's going to bow down to me. All your sheaves in the field are going to bow down to me. And obviously his father says, why are you sharing these dreams? Keep them to yourself. And again, there's a lesson to be learned about that. Not every great idea that you have about yourself um, should you share with people who don't necessarily have your best intentions in mind. Don't forgive you. But fundamentally, what was this? This was an orphan child who had a special place in his father's heart, who was trying to find his own way in the world, who had an intuition that he was destined for greatness, and he had these strong dreams. And you have brothers over here who are just getting angrier and angrier, and then it also says in Rashi that Yosef would um, tell Tattertale um, to his father about his brothers and say they did this and they did that, He often misinterpreted what they were doing, but he would tell to his father, and that just caused more animosity. And the tension is just building and building and building until it reaches a point of no return where they actually feel that the only thing they could do with him is either murder him or sell him into slavery. How do I say this? Nine out of ten, or ten out of ten family variables are the exact same way. I would say 9 out of 10 because sometimes there really is one person who's just absolutely obnoxious and very, very difficult and just no one to work with. But 9 out of 10 times, we're talking about two human beings, imperfect human beings, 
who, based on something which they don't even remember, a tension began between the siblings. A favoritism, a jealousy. Sibling dynamics are always complex. There's no way around it. It's so close. It's the first solid relationships you have in your young age um, with people that are your peers. Um, you share DNA, you share the family dynamic, and at the same time, you're all craving for attention. I'm not a psychologist, but having six children on my own, being the oldest of 12, I've seen it. It's, it's complex. Family is complex. Sibling relationship is complex. I mean, Cain kills Abel. Esau tries to kill his brother Yaakov. Yishmael and Yitzchak have a very complicated relationship. Sibling are very, very messy business. Rachel and Leah, the two sisters, etc., etc. And the goal is to acknowledge that. Yes, there's underlying stuff. And to remember that nine out of ten times, it's not their fault. You can't blame a kid for being a favorite. And truth is, yes, parents should do a better job. Ultimately, we're all human, and we try our best. And sometimes we are attracted to a child of ours, you know, who maybe fits our personality or acts out, you know, a, a life and personality that now, that we always dreamed for ourselves. And you just naturally have a gravitation towards that energy, even though you love all your children in an unconditional way. There's, there's an attraction. There's like an, uh, an upliftment that happens with that individual. And until we're not willing to acknowledge these uncomfortable but universal truths about family dynamics, we tend to fall into the trap over and over and over. And more and more, as I get to know people in my role of rabbi, I'm realizing more and more how many siblings don't talk to each other in their adult life. And they often say, we were doing great till we were 50, and then everything went pear-shaped. Everything went, you know, in a different direction. And I struggle to believe it. I'm not saying it's never true. I struggle to believe it. 50 years of trust doesn't evaporate with one act of mistrust, even if it's a serious act. You don't divorce family so quickly. What happened? And until we can't have these conversations, you know, you could always trace the Joseph story to the last thing, that what he did was he shared dreams. But that's not the beginning. That's just what caused by Yosifu Otsnoso. And they add in their hatred. But that's not the cause of the hatred. That's not the cause of the animosity. There's underlying issues. I've said this before. Each and every one of us has an obligation to get along with as many people as possible. But especially those who Torah says we are bound for life. And who does Torah say we're bound for life with? The people that, heaven forbid, when they die, we have to sit shiver for them. A spouse, siblings, children, parents. If Torah says that we have to sit shiver, in other words, that we're bound, then we have no choice other than to acknowledge it's our moral imperative, and I say moral imperative, to get along with our family. Doesn't mean we have to be besties, doesn't mean that necessarily we're all the same energy, you know. I have many siblings, each one with their own energy. Some fit more of my personality, some less. Some are more my age, and some are 20 years younger than me. We get that. But family is family. And it's about time that we bring that back to the forefront of our mind. Shabbat Shalom.
חנוכה שמח.